It's time to talk West Virginia basketball. Coming from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia, this is the Full Court Press. Hello, it's Michael Sussman here with a fresh edition of Full Court Press. With me inside the studio, Anthony Lewis and Derek Bailey. Uh, how are you two fine gentlemen doing today? It is Thanksgiving week. I'm excited for Stretchy Pants Day. NFL football on Thursday, college basketball all week. All the teams are in different areas of the country in these tournaments. It's a great sports week if you like sports. This is the best week of the entire calendar year, in my opinion. You only work three days this week. You get to eat and just watch sports and sleep. It's a wonderful year or wonderful time of the year. I love it. So WVU is down in Fort Myers for the early season tournament. Some good squads, SMU, Virginia, Wisconsin in that bracket. Uh, at this point, already got a victory under our belt, a 70-57 to win over Jacksonville State on Tuesday last week. Uh, so, so what would you think? The Mountaineers get in some flow offensively. They shoot 51%. Yeah, it's, it's good to see them rebound over the over the loss from Mon- to Monmouth. You want them to take care of business. Any, I mean, like I said, the, the Monmouth loss is very bad. You can lose to anybody if you lose to that team. But it was nice to see them rebound, come out, get a win. Uh, the 2-3 zone that... Allard installed might be their best friend for the time being because they only have eight players. Uh, might need to see more of that, and that's the unfortunate thing because you're you're you've been dealt a short bench and everything else. So I mean, at least a two three zone something you work on when you're a kid. So maybe these guys can can build on that. <laughs> yeah, the only downfall of a two three zone is of course you can get shot out of it. But the and here's one thing I want to back up a little bit after after the loss. I started thinking, were we a little too hard on the coaching staff and, and, and the team and those type of things? Because they are in a bad situation right now, right? So you're dealing with eight kids on the ro- the eight scholarship players on the roster, and you're really still trying to figure this team out as a player. We talk about it all the time, even with these roster rollovers, how it takes time for a team to gel. How many Kentucky teams do we see that they have four or five four-star guys, five-star guys, and they never gel because it just never comes together. So I think at this point we're waiting to see as this team move forward, moves forward how they can continue to hopefully get wins, come together, so when they get their roster pieces back – that they're, they're going to be able to be full throttle going into conference play. You're going to need depth at the guard position. Great signs from Kobe Johnson last week. He had 19 points uh, in the win over Jacksonville State, averaging 13.5. And, and he's a guy that stayed all three years. And, you know, uh, to Johnson's point, it's it, like I said, he and Wilson, I don't know exactly what Johnson's number, but the first two games they were 15 of 51. He brings Wilson off the bench against Jacksonville State, which was a nice little adjustment because Wilson's used to that role. He's not used to playing major minutes. And it was good to see Johnson get like get his game going. You have to have those guys. Those are guys you have to have offensively. And if you're going to see some zone, which they've seen zone, somebody's got to shoot them out of it. And those are two guys, two candidates on West Virginia's team to shoot them out of the zone. Yeah, Johnson was 7 of 17, and then he was uh, 4 from 4 at the line, 19 points. It's not something that we've seen from him, right? Because we've we've looked at him mostly as a defensive guard, a guy you can put out on the on the at the guard position and kind of try to shut down guys. So it was good to see him be able to put up those type of points. And also, 
it gives you another scorer and someone else has an option moving forward. But, but with the short bench, that's the thing. The short, the roster, the way it is with the eight scholarship players, he's going to have to score. I know that's not necessarily fair, but it's it's going to it's just the way it is. He's going to have to score for WVU. And you were talking about being critical of the coaching staff and the players. I bet you you could go ask every single one of these players and every single one of these coaches if they should have beat Monmouth. Every single one of them would have said, "Absolutely, should have won that. Should have won yeah, that game." I mean, it's not that. I it, mean, it's not that it's not fair. It probably, you know, they're going to hear no matter what, no matter what, you're going to hear criticism because you're in the public eye, like with these jobs and everything. But like, I bet you if you go ask every single one of them, they've been like, "We've got to beat Monmouth." Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a game that they should have won, but at the same time. When you're dealing with the hand that they've been dealt, they've got a lot of stuff that's it's, really kind of put together. It's a lot. It's a lot of distraction. I agree. Quinn Slazinski had another good game, 19 points for him. Jesse Edwards with 14. Uh, do you feel more confident just to see some offensive flow? It, it seemed like in the second half, finally some people got comfortable. It feels like they're learning to play with each other, to learn what each player can do and and like provide as in, as in what they can give you. Um, I really like Slazinski's offensive game. I really do. I think he's a I think he's a really good shooter. He can make foul shots. He's kind of a matchup problem because he's one of those Euro guys. He can he can handle the ball. When they come over, they can handle the ball, shoot, and really play the game. So I really like his game, and it's it's refreshing to see that. Talking Mountaineer hoops on full court press. If you've got any questions for the panel or for Coach Bob Huggins, who's coming up in segment three, text us at 304-909-7040. That's brought to you by Doug Scaff for Secretary of State. Paid for by Doug Scaff for West Virginia. We're going to talk about uh, the tournament and the women's team afterwards. The Full Court Press will be back after these words from our sponsors. Hi, welcome to Huntington. Hi, I'm calling with the asterisk free checking from your commercial. How long does the free trial run before fees start? Oh, our Astros free checking is always free to open and never requires a minimum balance. Really? Never? Like never ever? Yep, never ever. That's actually fantastic. Thanks. Thank you for banking with Huntington. Learn more at Huntington.com slash checking. Welcome to Huntington. Have you been injured at no fault of your own? The Masters Law Firm is on your side and here to help you in your time of need. With decades of experience, we've successfully helped clients recover hundreds of millions of dollars in compensation. Our team understands the toll that injuries take on victims and their families, offering both legal expertise and unwavering support. Visit our website at themasterslawfirm.com or call us today at 304-342-3106 for a free consultation. Your journey to recovery starts with us. Hey, it's Dave Allen for Parmore Stores, and yes, another holiday season is here. Now, you don't need me to tell you how hectic it all is with the shopping, the cooking, the decorating, family and friends. Well, just remember, your local Parmore Store is here for you during the holiday season and year-round. From gas to groceries and all the other things you need or may run out of, Parmore has you covered. We are the official convenience store of Marshall University and of the West Virginia Secretary Schools Activities Commission. Happy holidays, and remember, if there's not a Parmore store near you now, there will be soon. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. And we're back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here with Derek Bailey and Anthony Lewis. 
Uh, so the WVU Hoops team down in Fort Myers playing in a tournament. Uh, Virginia and Wisconsin in the field as well, SMU. What are your thoughts on the event and just kind of overall, what are the takeaways that you want WVU to leave with? Well, I mean, I just hope I hope uh, Johnson can continue to build on his offense because West Virginia is going to need it. You hope Slazinski can continue to build. And hopefully the guys continue to figure out each other, get some continuity in there, like learning to play together, things like that. And uh, it's just, you know, that's going to be some tough games. SMU, you know, they're probably going to be a pretty good uh, Virginia or uh, Virginia, excuse me, Virginia, Wisconsin. Virginia has the kid from uh, Polka. Everybody knows about him, Neely. McNeely. Yeah, these are going to be some good good games. Uh, but you just want to see uh, Johnson continue offensively, and hopefully somebody can continue to develop some confidence to knock in shots. Obviously, with the Big 12 schedule, this team will be getting on a lot of airplanes and on a lot of long travel. You know, sometimes they have to go down to TCU and play, and then they stick around and go and play in Baylor. This is going to get this new team used to this type of situation where they're going for long weeks, weekends, on the road. What I want to see happen is I want to see some more consistency offensively, some guys hitting some shots. Obviously, Johnson's got to learn or continue to develop. I think Jesse Edwards is everything we expected him to be, right? So they got to get somebody else that can shoot from the outside so they can't crash down on him. Um I'll be curious to see how much of that 2-3 zone they continue to try to run. You mentioned that earlier. Well, and the, and the other thing about this is, like, I feel like the rebounding is lacking, and I think part of the way the reason is the rebound lacking is with the 2-3 zone sometimes gets long shots, which is long rebounds, and you're you're vulnerable to offensive rebounds. I would like to see some improved rebounding as well. Slazinski is not the most physical player out there. You know, Edwards is what he is. He's yep. going to be a double-double machine. But there needs to be somebody else stand up to, to – get some rebounds out there. Somebody's got to yeah. do it. you got to play a little more physical. Yeah, it's been a little lackluster. You only out-rebound Jack State by four, and it was even against Monmouth. You want that to be a strength of your team. You don't want to be uh, just hanging in there against undersized competition. And, and that's the scary thing. You're playing undersized competition. You, when you go out against a Kansas with a Hunter Dickinson, Texas is going to have dudes that are monsters. Texas Tech's going to have good players. You're going to run into that. Houston is physical as can be under the boards. That's Samson. You're going to run into that in Big 12 play. So hopefully with these games against Virginia or Wisconsin, whoever you run into in these games pre-conference, it gets you ready for Big 12 play because the Big 12 is going to be fantastic. And this could change when, when Kerr comes back, but, but you need a leader. You need a point guard. The, the lead assist man right now is Kobe Johnson, only 3.7 per game. Only a couple games, but you, you want to see that improve. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we were just talking about is getting us getting into a flow offensively. Now, you're going to get your point guard back here in a few weeks, right? So that's going to help you out moving into conference play. But you got to have the depth. You you don't have your bigs. You don't have a cook a cook. And, of course, we're still waiting to see what happens with battle. So, you know, I think they're waiting for a, um, a decision, another decision on the appeal. And it's been a little off the typical NCAA, right? You don't know what you're going to get with them from around the country. But some guys have been approved. Some guys have been denied. So, you know, you want to see some more consistency offensively. And um, I'd love to see them, again, work on those three-point shots and bury some more shots because you're going to need that to open up the inside game with, with Edwards. You spoke about Kreza. And to me, that's a that's one of the main things that we're missing right now because you, you don't have a lot of leadership, it looks like, out there on the court. I mean, Edwards, you can ask him to be a leader, but this is all, he's played three games. 
Slozinski, three games. Johnson, he's never really been in that role. Wilson, he's never been in that role. Navaz, a freshman, you don't know what you're going to get with him. I mean, it's kind of hard, and you don't have that floor general out there, and I think Kreza could provide that, and he could also provide some perimeter shooting for West Virginia. The Mountaineer women's team has a early season tournament, too. They go to Puerto Rico Thursday through Saturday. They'll take on GW, Charlotte, and South Illinois. What am I going on that trip? That'd be a nice one. Um, J.J. Quinterly's going on the trip, fortunately. She's averaging 18.5 points per game, and she's been a stud last couple seasons. You know, um, I'm really excited about the new coach at West Virginia. I need to get in touch with Meg Bulger to get the real lowdown, but I did watch them last week beat Pitt, and I think they're ranked in the top 25. I thought I saw they were ranked 24th. So, yeah, already ranked. That's fantastic for a new coach. Yep. We're on full court press. Reach out to the text line to talk to Coach Huggins or anyone on the panel. You can share your thoughts at 304-909-7040. That's brought to you by Doug Scaff for Secretary of State, paid for by Doug Scaff for West Virginia. Back with Huggy Bear after this. Tired of carrying a plain old debit card? Get a custom card from Summit Community Bank. You can show off your unique style every time you make a purchase. Whether it's a photo of your family, your pet, or your favorite vacation spot, we'll put it right on your card. And when it comes to security and service, custom cards come with the same chip technology and our signature service beyond expectations. Upgrade your wallet today by stopping by your local branch. We're proud to be your hometown bank, Summit Community Bank. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. In an ever-changing world, one thing you can always count on is Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Hurricane. You know, Gene and Ryan built their business the old-fashioned way by making friends. There are no gimmicks or games at Walker, just honest, fair deals, and their method is so straightforward it may shock you. Friendly service and a huge selection of inventory with more arriving daily. When you're ready for your next vehicle, take the short 20-minute drive from Charleston or Huntington to Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, just off the Hurricane exit of I-64. Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, making friends one deal at a time. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. And we are back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here alongside Anthony Lewis. And here he is, Coach Huggins, back on the show for another week. Uh, Coach, good to see you. How was your weekend? It was good. Really good. So WVU plays Cincinnati in football. You get to interact with the Mountaineer fans and the Bearcat fans outside Milan Pushkar. Kind of take us through your day. Well, it was it was a good day. I I pretty much went uh, up to the suites instead of going through all the all the folks. It, it's uh, some of them are great. Some of them aren't quite so great. But, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's what you expect. You swung by our tailgate. A lot of Bearcat fans hanging around. They were excited to see you. What's it like for you to uh, get that love from the folks from uh, Cincinnati? Well, you know, I, I was in Cincinnati, what, two, three weeks ago. They put Corey Blund in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And so I went in with Corey and, and that group. When one of them um, is honored, they're all there. It's kind of like when I went in the Hall of Fame. If you look, there were, I mean – what uh cincinnati players everywhere mm-hmm. and uh they, so they they kind of do that so it was great for me because i got to see everybody and i walk in i see van axel i see buford you know I, I, of course you see Corey, 
the only one who really wasn't there was Eric Martin, and that's because Eric's coaching, coaching down in yeah. South Carolina. Or he would have been there, and he and Corey are really, really close. So uh, it, 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 it's great. I mean, it's great to see former players. It's great to see people who supported uh, the team and me. You know, when when I was in I was in Cincinnati. Uh, they're great people. Cincinnati's a great town, and the people are, are fantastic. And, Coach, you really had that program rolling in the 90s. You were probably the main attraction of that city. The Bengals were down at the time. Cincinnati football wasn't quite where it is today. What was it like for you and your players sort of being rock stars? Um, well, the Bengals were down. The, the, the Reds were struggling a little bit. Uh, we We hit it right at the right time, and we had the right guys. You know, we had guys that were not just good basketball players, but really, really fun to watch. You know, they were so athletic, uh, played so hard, and, and and won. You know, and 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 it was we we were sold out every game. In fact, when there was a football game, uh, I thought it would be a great idea to uh, a scrimmage. Uh, well before the football game to get people in to watch the scrimmage (laughs) and then they could walk right into the football stadium i mean you could walk right from we called it the jar Mm -hmm. right from the jar right into the football stadium and rick mentor was the coach then and i went to rick and i i I talked to rick about it and rick said oh that's a great idea hugs that's a great idea so we would go in and scrimmage and we'd fill the place for a scrimmage before the football game and then and then some of the people went home. Some of the people went to the football game. So the promotion didn't quite work out for the football program. <laughs> no, it worked out. It worked out because it was there were there were a lot more people going to the football game than there would have been mm-hmm. had we not scrimmaged. You know, we talk about the Bengals and we talk about the Reds and and so were they were were the guys on those teams interested in 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 the Bearcats as well? Did you get calls from those guys to come over and see you guys? not come over and see me they called me to get tickets <laughs> did you work out a trade uh no not really uh, but no they did they could they they called to get tickets i mean it, and it, it was it was a bit um i don't want i don't know what word to use i don't know unnerving because you're looking at guys that you grew up watching you know, watching watching them play baseball they're not just watching the but the greats of baseball at the time did did pete rose come through pete came pete came to some games johnny bench came to some games jeff blake who was quarterback in the bengals at the time came to the games mike brown came to the games i mean you name you name an athlete in uh cincinnati at that time and they all wanted to come and watch the bearcats so i was explaining to michael he's a bit younger i said i'm gonna call him out on this because were you were you guys the show even with the ninety Reds? They went wire to wire that year. Were no. those guys? No, we were not. Okay, that's about the only time then. We, we <laughs> no, we we were not. But but I mean, we were still the show in the winter. We, we yeah, we were yeah. I mean, they weren't they weren't playing baseball in the snow. What was that like in the city though? You know, first of all, Cincinnati is a awesome sports town, right? I mean, there's a reason why they have have opening day there no, every a, week. It's a great every sports year. town. Um, what was it like for you guys to have it running the way you had it going? But then the Reds were 
Sabo, Larkin, Randy Myers. I mean, did those, you know, did you get to know those guys? Well, for me, it was great. Randy Myers and I are really good friends. Uh, really, really good friends. Uh, uh, most of those guys, uh, they would they would come to the games. I mean, we had we had people coming over when we were when we were working out. Dion came over when we were working out, uh, and he came over and every once in a while he'd he'd get in and play with our guys. So I mean, it was uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of uh, almost fairy tale like. You know, because you're 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 looking at people that, uh, especially when it's when it's Pete or or Johnny, or those guys that you really grew up kind of idolizing, and 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 you know here I am sitting over there on the bench coaching ball. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned Dion. I mean, you know, we've only got to, we may have to go into the next segment with this. So obviously, we know the guy could play baseball. He's mm-hmm. a Hall of Famer in football. Mm-hmm. What was his basketball skills like? Uh, well, I mean, he's athletic as can be. I mean, he could, he could, he could block shots. He could rebound. He could, he could do, you know, a lot of things. Uh, he wasn't a real good shooter. He wasn't a, <laughs> Did wasn't you work a, with him at all? What, no, I, no, I, I let that alone. I was afraid it's, it'd screw up his swing or something. Did you, know? you ever see him throw one down? I'd imagine he could probably get up there pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, I was explaining to him. We've got about a minute here, but I was talking to him about Ozzie Smith, how Ozzie was always the all-star starting shortstop, but Barry Larkin was probably one of the most underrated shortstops in well, baseball. Barry, Barry was fantastic. Uh, Barry was and, and, and an absolutely great guy, great family. I mean, an, uh, just an absolutely great family. Had a little brother who was a heck of a basketball player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all those guys were – they they weren't ever above anybody. That's what was really neat about them. You know, they were never above people. Like, they would go to Jeff Ruby Steakhouse, and and well, it it was right on the river at the time. But they they would go in there and they would say hello to everybody, and they they're just good guys, you know. And and so many of them were from the Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati or the Cincinnati area. We're up against the clock. That's Bob Huggins on Full Court Press. We'll talk more Cincinnati after this. Little General Stores has served our hometowns for decades, providing those essential needs for the road of life. The LG family goes above and beyond to ensure that your experience is an easy one. That's why they offer the LG Rewards Card, a way to earn points for free drinks, coffee, and even discounts on fuel. Rest assured, you'll leave knowing they have your needs covered. Oh, and by the way, tell them hug sent you. Little General Stores, your road's neighbor. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. 
Hall Automotive Group is here for all your automotive needs. We have three locations with over 300 new vehicles available and a great selection of pre-owned vehicles in stock. Ball Automotive has been an integral part of our community, which we have proudly served for over 20 years. With over 1,300 online reviews, you'll see why our customers keep coming back. To see what Advantage Toyota of Barbersville, Ball Toyota of Charleston, and LNS Toyota of Beckley have to offer, visit us online at ballautomotivegroup.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Been all around the world. And we are back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here with Anthony Lewis and the Hall of Famer, Coach Bob Huggins. Uh, we're jumping in the way back machine today, talking about the Cincinnati days. Coach, you get there in 1989. The program had not been to an NCAA tournament since 77. Early on, what were the steps to, to building that thing? Getting a job. <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting a job was was the deal. I think there were, um, I think there were six guys that interviewed for the job, and all those guys were like guys like like me, uh, young guys that um, had just come off of having a heck of a good year, and and I was. I, I, you know, I go in there to, to do the interview, and I'm, I'm, they said, wait outside. Well, I waited outside as the other five guys went through the interview. I was the <laughs> last guy in. And, and so uh, I went in, and the AD uh, at the time, Rick Taylor, uh, Rick said to me, what's the last book you read? And I'm thinking to myself, this is not quite what I was thinking <laughs> about. And I said, when glory mattered. He said, tell me about the book. And so the book was about Vince Lombardi. And I had read the book. So I was telling Rick all these things about, you know, what the Lombardi days and how he treated the players. And, 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 and you know, back then there was the black-white thing going on and how uh, Lombardi was, was so good to the black players and, and made sure that they were, they were taken care of there in, in Green Bay. Uh, so we, we, we talked about that for a minute, and he said, well, what's the thing that amazed you the most? I said, I didn't know he drank that much. <laughs> As, you know, you, I mean, in, in the book, that's what it says. You know, his wife went down in the morning sometimes, and he'd still be laying there, you know, and or sitting there, uh, passed out. Uh, so uh, I never really thought of Vince Lombardi that way, but, I mean, it didn't affect him, obviously. He was he was still ultra successful, but uh, and so he said okay. He said uh, I'll talk to you later on, and so I walked out of the interview not knowing whether I had a job, had a chance to have a job, or they didn't ask you how you going to build the he program. He just said or this, anything. yeah, this jerk is here talking about Lombardi drinking. <laughs> uh, so you know, I I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. So I was at the University of Akron then. So I go out, I get in the car. I was at the Dayton Airport. I remember like it was yesterday. I go out, get in the car, and drive back to Akron. I get back to Akron, and probably within a couple hours, they're like, can you come in, and uh, we want to talk to you again. I'm like, uh, yeah, but it's going to take a little while. Uh, I'm in Akron. And it's and so I got in the car and drove back to Cincinnati, and 
and and talked to uh, talked to Rick and and got the job. So you get the spot and at Cincinnati, you turn it into a national brand and, and dominant in conference, 10 regular season conference championships. And the conference USA was good back then. People forget. Uh, what was that league like trying to coach through it? Well, everybody had pros. I mean, everybody had guys who were drafted and went on and had successful careers in the NBA. It was a incredible. It was a player's league. I mean, without a doubt, it was a player's league. But I, I, I got to say this, you know, uh, Tony Yates uh, had the team before you know I came in, and they, they eventually hired me. Tony was great to me. I mean, absolutely great to me. And people were saying, "Well, you know, you, uh, Tony's going to be upset." You know, whatever. Well, Tony was phenomenal. And I went into uh, I saw I went in. Oscar was there. I went over to say hello to Oscar. I said hello, and Oscar was. You know, and 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 should have. He just said, "Hey, you know, nice to see you," and that was the end of the conversation. And then Coach Smith came in. Coach Smith is the guy who coached Oscar and that crew that went to the Final Four. So Coach Smith came in and said, "Have you seen Oscar?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "What well, did you guys talk?" And I said, "Ah, no, we didn't really didn't talk." He <laughs> said, "Well, uh, I'm going to call you here in about a half an hour. Answer your phone." I said, yes, sir. So the phone rings in a half an hour, and it's Coach Smith. He said, you know where the carousel in is? I said, yes, sir. He said, he said, well, come over here. Uh, Oscar wants to meet you. So I, I was walking, started to walk into the carousel in, and, and Oscar was there, shook hands, gave me a hug. We went in, sat down, and from that point on, uh, Oscar and I were uh, good friends. Oscar was at every game. Oscar was a, little, was a little eerie. Now he sat across right straight from the bench, you know, and and you're looking over there, you know, kind of thinking, I hope I said the right thing, or I hope I did the right thing, you know, because Oscar's sitting over there. But he was fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic to me. He was what uh, Jerry was when I got here. Same way, fantastic. For so, the younger listeners, they're talking about the big O. Oscar Robinson. So back to, I want to ask a follow-up to the, to the interview. So you, you talk about the Lombardi book, you know, and so is, is what was it about the, the Lombardi book and your, your dive into his story that, that got you hired? I told the truth. I, I, they, there, were, there were two guys in the interview and a guy, Bill Mulvihill. Bill Mulvihill was... Um, very prominent in in the University of Cincinnati, and later on, you know, we were doing these tours. You know, like everybody back then really did a lot of lot of touring to alumni groups and so forth and so on. And he said to me one day, he said, "You know why you got hired?" I said, oh, "Yeah, I guess because I uh, talking about Lombardi." And he said, "Well, that didn't hurt anything." He said, "But he said you got hired because you told the truth." You read the book. Well, <laughs> I told the truth. I guess the other guys that went in before me had all lied, <laughs> and they and they they knew they were lying. They were, you know, they asked them, you know, point blank blank questions, and they lied about their answers. Mm. And and so I I got hired because I was the only one that told the truth. 
you're 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 rocking the Bearcat sweatshirt this weekend. Although we handled them handled them on the on the football field this week, but the one thing that stands out is that Jumpman logo around the neck. You know, and at the time, you know, you guys were a Jumpman school, and today that is a almost it's an elite status, and it was much more elite back then. The only school that was Jumpman at the time was North Carolina, because obviously Michael went to. He played. He was a Tar Heel. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come about? You know, I remember seeing it in the stores, thinking, "Man, Bearcats got the Jumpman stuff." Well, a lot of it was Michael, and the rest of it was they thought that Jumpman with the guys that I had, mm-hmm. it was perfect, and in them putting on the on the Jumpman. And it was on the uniforms. It was on the warm-ups. It was it was everywhere. Um, I mean, I had guys who could play, and I, I had guys. I had guys who. Uh, I mean, you, you go you go down through, and you look at the guys. I had Lavertus Robinson. Wow. I mean, Lavertus Robinson. Well, he was a state champion kickboxer, kickboxer in the state of Illinois. I mean, the guy could the guy could scissor kick the rim. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Wow. He could scissor kick the rim. I mean, we had guys, and then and then after those guys were gone, you know, then then we go get other guys. You know, we get the the the, the Kenyon Martins, the James Whites, the uh, I mean, on and on and on. Herb Jones. I'm glad wow. you mentioned James Flight White there. You told us off air you guys used to bring a car in for the, the Midnight <laughs> Madness just to show everybody. Yeah, he and Mel Levitt. Okay. Yeah, Mal, Mal Leva jumped over the car, too. Now, so when you say jumped over a car, are we talking over the hood, over... James jumped over the... Just, just flew over the whole car. Mal, Mal would put the car there, and he would jump over the car. Now, the, the, the car wasn't long ways the way it was with James. It was... It, so he jumped over the car, but the amazing thing was he jumped over the car, grabbed the rim swung around and propelled himself in over above the car and he dropped into the driver's seat of the car started the car <laughs> and drove off waving to the crowd i probably sold a few extra season tickets i would assume <laughs> when i tell you we had it going on we had it going on yeah, those are some dudes and and you know of course that stuff gets back to nike it gets back to michael and once once it got to Michael and Michael stamped it as, you know, he, he approved. In fact, I mean he, he would he would I would talk to him about it, you know. Uh, amazing. We had a we had a, a a deal where we we played Memphis and they had four pros, four NBA draft picks starting. Penny Hardaway being at the at the head of that group. They come in for our game with Memphis. We beat Memphis fairly handily, and I go in the locker room, and I can't hardly I can't hardly move. I mean, there's 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 a bunch of Nike people in there. There's I mean, it's it's this it's like a who's who of anybody that you can think of. But Nike was in there, and they're and they're you know talking to our guys, you know whatever, and. Uh, they said, you know, we're we're going to do something special, and they said to me, we're going to do something special, and, and so they did. I mean, the stuff that they came out with, 
everyone wanted, particularly when we wore it on television. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted it. And and we played, you know, we played everybody. I mean, we played we we played Cal with Jason Kidd. We went to California to play them. We would play anybody. I mean, that that was kind of our our thing. Uh, who wants to play? We'll we'll play. Just kind of curious, what was the game plan defensively against Penny Hardaway? What what did you guys try to do? Uh, we had dudes too. Now, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't just Petty. Now, we had dudes. Herb Jones? Yeah. Wow. I mean, what an athlete. I mean, and an absolutely incredible athlete. Strong. Uh, Herb was, our guys would tell you with all the guys that we, we've talked about, and there's a whole lot more I could talk about, everybody said Herb's the man. And, and we put Herb on, on Penny, and he did an absolutely terrific job. I, that what I remember was the Elite Eight game to go to the Final Four. We're playing Memphis. Now, this is the two, three. This is the fourth time we're playing Memphis that year. We played them twice in a regular season. We played them in a conference tournament. We were now playing them in the NCAA tournament. And, and, uh, we beat them so bad. It was, and, 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 and the Reds had just won a World Series. And the, in Cincinnati, the thing is, you win a World Series, everybody has a broom because it, it was a, it was a four-game sweep. Yeah, sweep of the A's. They sweeped it, so everybody had a broom, and everybody's oh, waving the broom the- in in you know in in the baseball stadium. And what what just blew me away was how so now I'm standing there, and we're I mean we're going to win, we're up, whatever, and you know the the game's over with. But I mean the game's still going on, but the game's over with. And I look across the floor, and there's a whole section of brooms. Nice. <laughs> Guys are sweeping the brooms because we swept Memphis. Four games, four wins. Were they, were they, did they make commemorative Bearcats brooms that year? You know, I didn't pay attention. I was, I was, I was, I was so happy. I mean, everybody was happy, but. I mean to go in there. We were in Kansas City. Was was Memphis the? Did they? Well, obviously you played them in the championship. But was you guys in Memphis? Were they the second team in the league, or who was? Who DePaul was, was really good. DePaul was really good. I think they had they had three NBA picks that year, and their and their point guard was fantastic. Here with the Hall of Famer coach Bob Huggins on full court press. Hit us on the text line at 304-909-7040 if you have any questions. That's brought to you by Doug Scaff for Secretary of State, paid for by Doug Scaff for West Virginia. We're back hearing from you, the texter, after this. For access to our social media and radio affiliate information, visit PressVirginia.com. Stay valid for Parmore stores, and yes, another holiday season is here. Now, you don't need me to tell you how hectic it all is with the shopping, the cooking, the decorating, family and friends. Well, just remember your local Parmore store is here for you during the holiday season and year round. From gas to groceries and all the other things you need or may run out of, Parmore has you covered. We are the official convenience store of Marshall University and of the West Virginia Secretary Schools Activities Commission. Happy holidays, and remember, if there's not a Parmore store near you now, there will be soon.
you're about to experience the impressive performance of the new Acura MDX Type S. With a powerful turbo V6 engine with 355 horsepower, it has room for the driver and six passengers. Also, it's perfect for your family. The new Acura MDX Type S. Acura. Precision. Crafted. Performance. Lester Rains Acura now open in South Charleston, West Virginia. Visit LesterRainsAcura.com today. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. And we are back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here with our co-host Anthony Lewis and the Hall of Famer Bob Huggins. It's time to hear from you, the texter, and we've got some good contributions this week. We'll start with Ben from Maryland who asks, Coach, who was your most uncoachable player and why? (laughs) Wow. There were quite a few, actually. Joe Alexander, probably. Okay. To, to be, I mean, Joe was to begin with, and then Joe and I had multiple uh, heart-to-heart talks, uh, both in the office and on the floor. I think I think that maybe the turning point for Joe was uh, I told Eric Martin, I said, go 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 get your stuff on, and Eric went in and got his stuff on, and so I said, Joe, let me let me show you what happens when you play against men, <laughs> and. And Eric just Eric pinned his stuff on the glass. Eric blocked the shot, and he so Joe, you know Joe being Joe, said, "Well, I guard you." And so Eric scored on him about three times, and looked at me and said, "Hugs, I'm done." <laughs> Went in, and got a shower, came back out, started coaching again. So yeah, Joe was Joe was, but I love Joe. I mean, I literally I love Joe. I love Joe's intensity. I loved his work ethic. Uh, we just had to get him kind of on, on a little straighter path. You think that was a little bit of – it wasn't the guy you recruited, right? So No, John recruited him. John so, – and it was a different philosophy in basketball too. So was that something that where you were able to work with him and seems to have paid off for Joe? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think Joe paid any attention to John or me for <laughs> most of the time. Uh, but, I mean, talented – Really, really, really talented. It just, you know, he, 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 one, he just didn't understand. I mean, he just didn't, un- he, as, as, you know, we've, we've talked about, he was, he was a military kid, you know, and, um, he just didn't, he, he, he didn't go through, you know, bitty basketball, mm-hmm. junior high basketball, high school basketball, like everybody else did. And, and so he, you know, he really wasn't coached. You know, he got he he really he he really got to the point where he and I had a great relationship, and and he did what I asked him to do. Next question from the texter. This one's from Justin in South Charleston, uh, West Virginia. It was a golden era for high school basketball in the '90s. Uh, you had Jared Prickett, Brent Nelson, and Tamar Slay, all guys that played Division One basketball. Uh, did you take a stab at him at Cincinnati, and, and if so, why or why not? No, I didn't. Uh, Jared Prickett was going to go to Kentucky. I think that was a that was a done deal. And I already had uh, Corey Blunt. I had Kenyon Martin coming in. I mean, we had we had folks. So it really wasn't that big a deal. 
you know, for us. Not that Jared wasn't a great player. He was, and he had a great career at Kentucky. I think he went to the right place. Um, who else did you say? Uh, Brent Nelson. That's Brett. <clears throat> Brett, Brett Nelson. Yeah, from University of Florida. He went to the University of Florida. St. Louis kid. Well, he 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 was going to Florida be, before uh, anything uh, anything really happened. I mean, he was he was uh, he was going to go to Florida. He was he liked he liked Florida. He liked the way they played. He, I mean, it was a great choice for him. I think him and Billy had a long-term, long-standing relationship. I, I believe they did. I, th- I think he and Billy were, were real tight. Mm-hmm. Got another one from Jeff in Charleston. Coach, what is a high-profile job that you were offered that nobody knows about? I was offered a lot of them when I was, when I was at Cincinnati and then when I came here. I'm where I want to be. So I, I, didn't, I didn't really – think about anything else i yes i have i'd I'd just as soon not get into all that for (laughs) for obvious reasons but uh no i mean i i I loved it in cincinnati i i loved the people there the people there were great to me uh this was coming home i was coming home can you tell us anybody while you're at cincinnati then piss them off when (laughs) (laughs) no when when you were when you were at cincinnati were you what jobs was are there any jobs that you can speak of that were presented to you in the maybe in the NBA? Oh, I, I had several NBA uh, offers. Several. I actually uh, had a team come and pick me up and flew me around to other um, just venues. Like flew me, I, I went and watched the game in New York with them. I watched the game in Indianapolis with them. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to coach in the NBA. I didn't want to coach men. I wanted to coach, you know, young guys that, that needed help. And it was not, it was not really what I wanted to do. I mean, I can remember being at my cabin, uh, in, in Ohio and getting calls from general managers and, 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 and I, I, I was in, I was in Vegas and the, the owner of the team uh, took me to dinner, uh, and and Freddie Glussman was was there. Freddie's got had the best restaurant in Vegas at the time, and I'm sitting there talking to those guys. Tark was there, and Tark's telling me you need to take the job, and I'm like, Tark, this I'm doing what I want to do, mm-hmm. just like you know you're doing what you want to do now. And but I mean, the, the guy followed me back to the back to the hotel, and and we sat and we talked, and I just didn't want to do it. I I flew to California. I flew to California, and I sat and talked to general managers and and owners of, of teams there. But I, it's not what I wanted to do. Literally, just got a text from Jim in Charleston. Wants to know what you think about Coach Missoula coaching the Boston Celtics. Joe Missoula coaching the Boston Celtics, and does he ever reach out to you? Yes, he reaches out. Uh, Joe's. Joe's been terrific, and and Joe has Joe has matured uh, exponentially. I mean, he's he he's really really good. He's got a he's got a great way with people. Joe's always had a good way with people. Um, but you know, it's like anything else. Who who do you want to what who do you want to look at? Do you want to look Joe look at Joe when Joe was fifteen? He was a fool. You know? <laughs> 
Joe Joe Mazzulla as a as a grown man is 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 one heck of a person, and he's one heck of a basketball coach. But I mean, you know, we we all we all if we want to look back at 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 ourselves, we all were a little stupid, you know, at some point in time in our life, and and we all grow out of it. And and I I think the world of Joe. Actually, I think in maybe a week I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and and uh, do 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 two things uh, that that I really want to do. I want to go see Joe, uh, coach. I want to I want to be able to sit there and watch Joe coach the Celtics, and then I want to go over UC or uh, uh, no, we are we're we're playing uh, Frank Martin, and and Frank has been a very very dear friend for many many years, and I want to go over and watch his team play. Uh, so I, I I get to see Joe Mazzulla, I get I get to watch the Mountaineers play, and I get to see him play against Frank Martin. So how about that? That's a little double dip. Get to see your friends. Get to see Joe Mazzulla and those Celtics. They're first place in the Eastern Conference right now. That's a home run. Absolutely, Coach. It was good to have you on the panel once again. Uh, thank you for your time and. Um, We'll, uh, we'll, if you want to engage us on the text line, it's at 304-909-7040. Brought to you by Doug Scaff for Secretary of State, paid for by Doug Scaff for West Virginia. And don't forget, if you want to listen to any of the old episodes, you can head over to PressVirginia.com. They're archived over there. So if you'd like to go back to listen to some of the bonus coverage, it's over there as well. PressVirginia.com. Full Court Press is produced by Michael Sussman and Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media and Vandalia Media. For more information about Full Court Press, visit PressVirginia.com. Cool.